Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Well, my buddy, St. Paul and St. Augustine are speaking to me in a loud, clear voice. Today is the memorial of St. Augustine. He is my brother in Christ. I connect with him so much because he lived a life very much like I lived. And I was not happy even though I thought I was. When you wake up every day with some sort of pit in your stomach of regret, one may not know that that's that hole in your heart, that you're seeking God. You're seeking God's grace. You're seeking God's forgiveness, his mercy, his love, his gentleness, his kindness, his acceptance. And so, of course, Romans 7.15. I think about this all the time. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. So I've been looking at myself and I'm, <laughs> I'm hating the patterns that I'm seeing, but I'm grateful that God is opening up my eyes to see what is going on. This is no different than the last time that I brought this to you all. If you listen to my Saturday morning coffee with Kendra, it's all about stopping the madness as quickly as you possibly can and getting back on that path. But what happens if it's another night and another night of the same pattern? So let me digress and digest this for you in little bits and pieces because what was happening was happening in the same way and I was falling for it in the same way. Number one, my husband typically falls asleep before I do and I have an hour or two of the night where I can do what I want. And lately I have been wanting sour cream with some sweetener, perhaps with some chia seeds. Last night they were doused in chia seeds and a little bit of cinnamon and vanilla. It's like this delicious non-ice cream. But then I'll go back and I'll have another little bowl and another little bowl till the point where I actually killed the entire sour cream container. And it's not a huge one, but if you put a big old dollop on a potato, I'm just trying to 
give you an idea of how many are in there. Maybe 20 ounces, 24 ounces, a big old heaping spoonful. I don't know. There's probably eight in there. Why do I have to eat that right before I go to bed? Especially after reflecting and realizing, wait a minute. That's just eating right before I go to bed. If you heard me on Saturday, you were hearing that I was trying to move my eating window to a little bit earlier so that I wasn't going to bed on a full stomach. And I was going in for seconds as far as food, which I think I would have been better off doing. Yes, I still had sour cream on this food, but it was basically chicken leg quarters. My first chicken that I've had Without drinking any of the fat, I woke up perfect this morning, no issues with my stomach, which you think I might have been because I ate an entire container of sour cream last night. Okay, <laughs> what are we doing here? Number one, I'm not paying attention. I am not saying out loud to someone either that I'm not going to eat after he goes to bed. Because if I do that, I know that I have now committed out loud to someone in this house with me. It's different when I say it to you. You're not here. But my husband may ask me the very next day, did you eat last night? And I would have to answer, yes, I did, or no, I didn't. I don't lie. So I would answer. And that works for me. My husband isn't a jerk. He's not standing there wringing his hands in the corner waiting for me to screw up so that he could call me out. That's not how this works in my relationship, at least. He's really there to try and help me because I'm telling him this is not good. This is not who I am. This is not what I normally do. Why am I doing it? So, that's part of the reflection is looking at your pattern. What is it? It's at night. I'm by myself. Maybe I'm feeling a little bored. I don't know. But I've gotten into a habit and this is not even four days. So we're talking about I'm creating a habit on my own without really even paying attention to it. So for the past four days, I've eaten so much sour cream that I actually had to go back to the store and buy more. <laughs> this is a problem. So what am I doing about it? I'm at least paying attention. I'm going to share with my husband what I'm going to do, which is not eat at night. I'm actually not excited about this, to be honest, but I made mention of it on my Saturday morning video. I think I may just go ahead and do a three-day sardine fast and get myself back into a good pattern. Get my body used to the good fats, the good omega-3s. There are people who are on keto who are not fans of dairy who have cut out cheese and sour cream and cottage cheese and all 
creamer, heavy whipping cream and all that kind of stuff. Like I can't even imagine life without those to the point that I'm actually like, well, maybe I'll just have coffee with my creamer (laughs) and then I won't have anything else but sardines throughout the day. I mean, I'm really, I don't have to do a sardine fast, but I know what it does to me. I know it shocks my system. I know it gets me back into the good, healthy fats that I'm supposed to have. And again, I'm trying to work with my own body, trying to listen to my own body. You may be over there thinking, oh my gosh, how in the world can you eat dairy? Dairy is so disgusting. Dairy is so gross. It makes me feel horrible and bloated and I have the runs or I'm constipated or I'm both. And oh, me and dairy just do not get along. And I'm probably pretty sure that I'm probably like that too, but I've never really taken it, taken it out of my diet to really see. I've had a couple of days and I'm good. I definitely don't have any bloating going on, but I haven't really removed it. That may be something that I look at. Maybe there's an October challenge where I just take out all my dairy. Whoa, scary to even think about. But that's what we have to do. What are the patterns that we're (laughs) creating or that we're just stuck in so that we can stop them? We can tell someone else that we're working on that, someone who's in our home, someone who we can trust that's going to love us through this process. And then pay attention. Know that the minute the night comes, like actually say it out loud. Like when I put my husband into bed, (laughs) it sounds like he's a little baby, but you know, he gets up super early. So I'll tuck him in, get the TV all ready, kiss him goodnight. I should say again, I'm going downstairs and I am not going to eat anything. And then I can ask God to help give me the strength and the courage and the grace not to eat anything. And then when I go downstairs, I'm all ready. I've said things out loud. Evil knows that I'm ready to fight. And I'm ready to just say no instead of going down there and not really thinking just going through my habits that I've created over the last four days. And I'm not getting into that habit. I refuse to be the person that needs to have something quote unquote sweet after they eat. I haven't been this way in a long time. And I think that the fake sugar, the monk fruit that I'm using is causing me the same type of cravings, which is that little bit of sweet after I eat. It's the same record. It's just being played back in a different way. So that is my Monday motivation for you, where we want to do all these amazing things, but we do what we hate. So now what? Go back and look at it. Be honest with yourself. If you're not telling people what you're working on, and you're not putting it out there, it's real easy for you to go ahead and fall back into your old ways. Also, 
paying attention. I mean, you can't keep going down that same path and not expecting yourself to fall back into worse and worse and worse habits and behaviors, right? I just wrapped up the Conquering Addictions and Bad Habits summer series on Relevant Radio this morning. It was sad, but I'm putting it all in a book and it will be easy for you to just kind of look and be able to digest your soul, your mind, your body, and to see where and how these three legs of your life, when not in balance, when not strong, when absent, can really, really rock your world. Don't forget to pray about starting a consecration to Jesus through Mary with me on September 4th. We read all the way up until August, oops, October 7th, sorry. And stay tuned for a Monday motivation video that should be coming your way sometime. Not sure when. (laughs) Gotta get myself moving here. Lots going on on Mondays. It's always the case. So just pay attention and remember the faster you get back on that path, the easier it is going to be to have all of those legs of your stool follow suit. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, come Holy Spirit. We know what we ought to do. We know that we need to pray. St. Augustine tells us that if we don't pray, we won't be saved. We know that we need to change our lives and our vicious worldly behavior that is nothing saintly or pure. And we fight this all the time, Lord. So we come to you humbly today and we ask that you fill us with your grace to walk away from those aspects of our lives, to walk away from temptation and addictions and bad habits And walk toward you, walk to your heart, who will give us the courage and the grace to make those decisions today, where we can be the best Christs we can be. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Be kind and patient with yourself. Love yourself. And be grateful when God does rise to your eyes exactly what the heck is going on. And then you can say, hmm, I am approaching this the exact same way I've approached this before. And I got to do it differently. And then do something different. Make it a big deal. Make it a little deal. Make something happen that is different than the same reaction that you have taken over and over and over again. All right, everyone, you've got this. This is the walk. Don't be upset when you fall and you fall and you fall. And you're like, what is going on? Why am I still doing this? It's most likely because you haven't stopped and you haven't paused and you haven't prayed. And you're just going through the motions. So take 
note of where you are when these things are happening. What time of the day it is. Are you by yourself? What kind of emotions are running through your body? What feelings? What thoughts? Right? And then what do you do? Is it a trigger? Is it a reaction? Do you get set off by what somebody says to you? Or is it just a time of day? Maybe you're bored. Maybe you're lonely. Those types of things. You've really got to pay attention. And then you'll be able to see the near occasion of sin. You'll be able to identify, wait, 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 wait a minute. This isn't, this isn't what I want to do because this typically leads me to do this. Because I start with this. Okay. God is right here with you. He's smiling because you're learning. And we just have to learn like a child. Know that God loves us. Love ourselves in the same way. Get back up and do it again. All right, everyone. I love you all so much. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body. And have a blessed and inspired day.